This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 24th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. Bitcoin is about to be torn asunder, facing an identity crisis. In other words, an existential threat. Or maybe it's a software upgrade that would facilitate more transactions. Jim Harper is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and a member of the board of directors at the Bitcoin Foundation. He says the tales of Bitcoin's imminent demise may be overblown. Bitcoin is a software protocol that's like email. In the same way that email allows you to send a piece of mail digitally across the internet, the Bitcoin protocol actually operates a a public ledger, a book in which you can track transactions. The ledger is not owned by anyone. It's operated purely by software. But it's analogous, again, the way email is to mail, Bitcoin is to a ledger. The ledger is optimized for recording transactions in which value is exchanged in the form of these things called bitcoins. The way the software is written right now, the number of bitcoins, sorry, the number of transactions that can occur uh, per second is about uh, seven. And that's because the ledger pages are limited to one megabyte. That relatively low number, seven transactions per second, uh, may actually cause trouble for the network starting next year, 2016, or in early 2017, when the number of transactions rises and bumps up against that limit. So some leading developers of Bitcoin have determined that they should push a change to the software. The change is a hard fork because in the future, uh, people running the current software won't, won't have compatible uh, interaction with the with the future software. So that's known as a hard fork. That means everybody's got to move over to the new software or everybody has to stay with the old software. And they recently put out the new software. They're urging people to, to use the new software. It'll change the size of blocks. That's the size of ledger pages so that more transactions can exist. If by January 2016, 75% of Bitcoin miners are using the new software, Uh, the network will migrate to the new uh, protocol with the larger blocks, and blocks will move to 8 megabytes as their size limit, and then they'll double in size every two years. That's a fairly pronounced change uh, for some actors in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Larger blocks propagate at a slower speed, and so miners who don't have the best internet connections may be disadvantaged, and it'll cost them money. It'll cost them power in the Bitcoin network. The size of blocks also um, may create centralization pressures where it becomes more expensive to run Bitcoin nodes, which are another, another essential part of the network. If there are fewer people running Bitcoin nodes, fewer of them around the world, it's more easy to uh, exploit the Bitcoin network. It's that the, the diversification, the decentralization of nodes and mining that are one of Bitcoin's strengths. So the proposal is controversial. And presently, people are deciding what they're going to do about it. It seems that this process, though, is one that you're not likely to see in almost any other area dealing with, especially when it comes to financial transactions, that the users have this central role in deciding the future of, like, I don't get to call up Visa or put to a vote some idea of how Visa ought to uh, treat its transactions, and no group of users could do the same thing. Right. This is uh, 
conversion of a, of a process that has been dominated by corporate institutions into a process that is software-based. And so the way the system works once was a question of corporate organization and management. Uh, now, should Bitcoin succeed, will be a question of software development. So understanding free and open source software is going to be more and more important to people. Free and open source software is software that is not subject to intellectual property restrictions. Anyone can take a copy of the software and uh, perhaps more, most importantly, they can review it so that they can be assured of what the software does. But uh, equally important, uh, they can change the software, change it so it operates differently, uh, fork the software, that's the, the terminology they use, and start using it differently. That's what's happening here. Uh, it can happen again. Uh, very often, software forks are what they call soft. That is, it's still backwards compatible. A hard fork is not backwards compatible. Everybody has to be using the new software uh, or else they can't uh, interoperate. There would be potential that uh, that Bitcoin could divide and there could be two forms of Bitcoin, but it's very, very unlikely uh, thanks to network effects. If 75% of mined Bitcoins are using the new software in January 2016, almost assuredly the other 25% are going to join up with that larger group. Otherwise, they'll just uh, cause their own Bitcoins to, to lose value. So the strong pressure to, to maintain the value of, of their software and their investment in hardware is going to drive most everybody to the new software if it reaches that 75% threshold. So what, why is this being cast as an existential threat or something that should terrify people who uh, care about uh, the future of open source currencies? Well, most probably that characterization uh, arises because headline writers need to write uh, good headlines to draw readers in, probably also because of hurt feelings. Uh, the consensus around which open source software usually operates seems to be breaking down right now. That is, that is, people disagree, and they disagree strongly, and the process upsets their sense of calm and ease and unity of purpose. But I think that it isn't a constitutional crisis. I think it isn't existential. There are strong, virtuous incentives at play. There's no opportunity I know of for someone to exploit this to take advantage of others or use the Bitcoin network to their own devices. Rather, there's a, just a very hard debate going on, a serious debate. Uh, it's frayed some nerves. But the, the, again, the incentive systems and the virtue of open source software are going to drive to a new consensus that is either the new version of Bitcoin, Bitcoin XT, or staying with the old version. Feelings are going to get hurt, but everyone's going to settle down before too long. Jim Harper is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and a member of the board of directors at the Bitcoin Foundation. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.